the Proverbs of Solomon from LetGodBeTrue.com Proverbs chapter 7 and verse 6 For at the window of my house I looked through my casement. Hear the words of God and Solomon again. For at the window of my house I looked through my casement. A picture is worth a thousand words. Object lessons are always better than just theory. Rules with examples are better than just rules alone. A window provided the frame for the painful view of a foolish young man being seduced and destroyed by a whore. What a terrible picture Solomon paints for us. Whether this is an event in Solomon's life or his parable illustrating a common danger of life, it does not alter the lesson. The warning is still very serious and true. But since the book is one of Proverbs and parables, not a history of Solomon's life, the chapter is a parable. As a parable, it gives additional instruction when we consider its words, warnings, and descriptions. King Solomon did not merely watch passing people. He observed, analyzed, considered, and drew wise conclusions from what he saw. He did the same with the field of the slothful man in Proverbs chapter 24, verses 30 to 34. It is your duty to observe and consider the ways of the world, for you can do it safely with the wisdom provided by the wise preacher through this inspired book of instruction. The lesson again is about the strange woman, an adulteress or whore. The whole chapter is about her. The parable teaches how the powerful temptations and wiles of a whorish woman can easily destroy a foolish and naive young man. The only hope for deliverance and safety is for him to stay far away from her. Solomon began by appealing to his son to remember his instruction and warning about the strange woman. And he concluded by telling him the grave danger, how to be saved from her, and the absolute necessity of caution. In between the introduction and conclusion, is the graphic parable of sexual sin due to a bold woman. Grasp the lesson from this short proverb's words. Parents and teachers must use plain, descriptive illustrations of real-life dangers. Theory, rules, frowns, and negative answers are not enough. Solomon did not use the seventh commandment here, Thou shalt not commit adultery. Rather, he showed plainly the danger and dire consequences of breaking that commandment. Do you know how to teach godly wisdom for avoiding life's problems? If you do know, do you do it with those under your authority? Whispering, backbiting, tail-bearing, and slandering are heinous sins, and the book of Proverbs, con Proverbs condemns them all. But holy use of real events for godly instruction and wisdom falls into none of those categories. If real people are used, the events must be true, well-known, and not used to harm others' reputations. The great apostles Paul and John identified sinners by name, and even a whole nation by name, to illustrate wickedness in their epistles. Jesus said, Remember Lot's wife. He did the woman no harm, she had already ruined her reputation forever. In three words, however, Jesus illustrated with great power 
the danger of worrying too much about your worldly life. Do you see a pillar of salt by hearing those three words? Jesus described prayers by a Pharisee and a publican. In just a few verses, he showed the contrite heart of one and the self-righteousness of the other. He did the Pharisee no harm. His foolish prayer was true, well-known, and used for holy instruction. Jesus knew how to use current events as well. When told about Galileans that had been killed by Pilate while offering sacrifices, he made a lesson of repentance. And he used the story of 18 who died when a tower fell on them for further emphasis on repentance. This is all found in Luke 13, the first five verses. The Bible records many sins of many men, both wicked and godly alike. The sins truly happened, were well known in Israel, and were used for holy purposes of instruction. The sinners had been punished openly so that all Israel would hear and would fear. Consider Jude's short epistle in the New Testament. He warned in just a few verses about Israel in the wilderness, verse 5, the fallen angels, verse 6, Sodom and Gomorrah, verse 7, filthy dreamers, in verse 8, Michael the archangel, in verse 9, brute beasts, in verse 10, Cain, in verse 11, Balaam also in verse 11, and Korah as well, and Enoch in verse 14. Consider all the names mentioned and their particular sins or virtues identified. Get the message? That is the lesson of this proverb. The use of practical observations and illustrations to make powerful the rules of wisdom. Parents, can you use family members, neighbors, and others for valuable object lessons to train your children? Can you take current events of your city or nation to illustrate sin and its consequences? If you can do this, have you actually done it to help save your children? Academic instruction is of comparatively little value, even in their chosen profession. The practical training of a godly supper table is of much greater value. It is easy to make a living, but it is much more difficult to live a godly life. Parents, keep your priorities right. You cannot assign child training to the local school, or a Christian school, or even a Sunday school. It is your job. It is a job that God assigned you. Helping your children with their homework is not training them. Pagans help with homework every night to make little pagans. Teach spiritual truth, godly wisdom, holy living, virtuous thinking, noble attitudes, and sober application of it all. Child training is easy if you will not follow the pagans in their worship of academic instruction. Let your supper table be a feast of godly wisdom. Every day should be a learning experience, for a window to the world presents many pictures. A father who can take either an infant's temper tantrum or an international political event and apply the word of God is a wise and valuable father. His children will trust and fear his opinion. A father who can speak plainly about the real aspects of life, such as sex, money, love, and success, is a great father. His children will trust and seek his opinion. Intelligence, education, nor eloquence is needed. Every man is capable for a farmer or mechanic who reads his Bible every day and watches through his casement will have the wisdom to teach children at every supper table. Fathers, 
will you rise to the opportunity and train your children. Solomon spent his life not reading about sin and the purpose for man, but experimenting with it all. You have incredible experience and wisdom at your fingertips in the Bible. You do not need to experiment like he did. You can learn from his findings and use valuable object lessons from your own life for instruction from the real world passing by your own windows. Can you take current events and apply God's word to them? Can you apply Solomon's Proverbs to situations in life? It is your duty as a Christian to grow in wisdom and knowledge, to be able to discern between good and evil, and to teach others as well. The blessed Lord Jesus Christ sat and watched the offerings at the temple in Jerusalem and drew marvelous conclusions for holy instruction. You can read it in Mark chapter 12, verses 41 to 44. He filled scripture with examples for your learning. If you look through the window of the Bible and watch him, you will have a perfect illustration for all of life. Amen.